Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's roll initiative. Kimmy, add your dex modifier to whatever you roll. That's your initiative, just FYI. How did you know? Eleven. Uh, I my rolls are, Let me roll. My rolls mine. are so poopy. Ten. Ten for you. Okay. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Is it eleven? Eleven, and then Adam. Seven. Damn it! Poopy rolls tonight, you guys. Come, dude, come. Terrible come, rolls. Come. Well, as you we have it, Mouse King is first up. So as soon as he he lays eyes on the nutcracker, he's going to charge straight for Jaboy. I'm going to Jaboy. use my big bad dice for this. My big bad die. BBD. Death die. My death die. Ooh, he swings and he uh, misses. Uh, so uh, he's going to, though, multi-attack here. Uh, and so he's going to, basically he's trying to slam. So he's a slam multi-attack. So he tried once and missed. Nutcracker definitely steps out of the way. Second time, misses as well. Um, so with that, you you see just kind of swirling and spinning uh, with deft adroitness. Nutcracker gets out of the way. Mouse number one here in your section of this battle is going to come at you, Marie. That is a 15 versus AC. Mm. Ooh, uh, hits. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. He gonna do a little damage. So he swipes with his little little claws, his paw, and he, you take two slashing damage. <laughs> oh, ow. Yeah, and you feel it. Like, you, you are amazed at, like, you, it doesn't... It's almost like a muffled pain. That's the best way that you can describe it. Or is this if you're feeling your pain through layers and layers of, scot- of cotton. So not as maybe sharpingly pierces that one time when you were chasing Fritz around and fell on sharp stones, gashing through your knees, but you, you do feel just muted pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, uh, so mouse one is just going to stay right up, right up in your business. And Fritz, you just see this. You, you saw one of them like take a swipe at your sister. Uh, and the difference, the difference in size means it only really got up to her knee. And so... Her, her doll knee is kind of gashed, although no blood does pour forth, uh, but you could just definitely see there's, there's scratches and markings there. What do you do? Um, I think I'm going to... The hand, I have a hand, and 
Can I remove just a piece of my hand or is it like all or nothing? It's all. It's all nothing, baby. Is it the hand? Just the hand or is it like the yeah, whole arm? Yeah, so you see, yeah, looking down at your arm, like as a reaction, you see like at the wrists and then uh, what would be um, your your paws. So like the hind quarters and so not the entire leg, um, but the hind quarter of the paw. Um has that same kind of detachable look and and you remember in playing with Tom Kepper that earlier that evening exactly what came off and and you do feel that extra swiveling at your tail too. Yeah, I take off the tail and I try to chuck it at the mouse that is uh, at mouse 2. Cool. Uh let's uh do a roll adding your dexterity to that. And your proficiency. So that would be actually a plus six to hit. It's a nat 20. Dang. Oh. Yes. You're yes. going to do some double damage, my dude. All right. So what? while I look this up, would you um, care to share with our audience kind of what we've homebrewed for your character? Your, your character in the, the body as a toy named Tomcat Purr. Yes. So Tomcat Purr can turn any of his removable appendages into grenades. So whenever I chuck a piece of my body, I think it'll explode. I hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Why don't you roll a D6? And you're, it's going to be, in this case, it's going to be a 2D6 piercing damage. All right. That is eight. So, that, and then we times that by two, right? Oh, sorry, 12. Oh, 16. I can do math. 16. <laughs> yeah, tell me what this looks like. Whoa. The tail, the tail kind of like wraps itself around the mouse and explodes. And just like, it's, I'm in a kid, we're in, a, we're in like a kid's film. So I think it just kind of like disappears. It does. Yeah. It, some viscera does does rain down with a little bit of confetti, um, but not too much for your five year old eyes to be forever traumatized. But yes, the, that mouse was there. It's just no more. Just absolutely no more. Uh, mouse two just sees his compadre was there one second and and gone. And uh, by the way, were you aiming for? I should say, were you aiming for mouse one that was going after your sister, or mouse two or three? Um, I think that, so the mouse that was going after Marie, uh, Marie was like smaller than her, right? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. did it, did it have the advantage? I'm pretty sure I threw it at mouse two. I think that's what I said. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. Mouse two. Yeah. Great. All right. So mouse two is, is out of the running. For better Great. or for worse. So. Yeah. Well done. So yeah, that, that means since Mouse 2 was originally up next, but now is no more, next up is Marie. You just saw your brother in this cat form detach his tail and hurl it. And as soon as it wrapped around a mouse, it exploded and it's gone. You have still a mouse kind of right within striking distance, you know, right, right up in your business, uh, much smaller than you, though. You see a second mouse that kind of seems to be edging toward Louise. And then, of course, you see the Mouse King engaged in battle with the Nutcracker. 
What do you do? Marie is is horrified at what Fritz was able to do, but also grateful that he is helping her. So um, Marie takes a moment and just pulls in all of the courage she can. And she takes out what she has felt in her pocket this whole time, which is the book Father Drosselmeyer, Godfather Drosselmeyer gave her. Um, she holds it over her head and she uh, says, how dare you hurt my nutcracker and slams it down onto the mouse right in front of her. Better watch out. Excellent. All right. Uh, this is a, a nice little bludgeony melee weapon. So you're going to roll plus three to hit. 21. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'll do it. That'll do it very nicely. It's a squishy mouse. So your damage, <laughs> your damage is going to be a bludgeoning damage, and so roll 2d6. 10 damage. Jaboy's looking bloody. Jaboy is, is got a concussion for sure. Louise, you saw Marie in her giantess proportions take this book and just slam it down straight on the head of <laughs> these mice. And one of them is, is right in front of you, snarling and baring its teeth. What do you do? Are we all on the ground together? I don't know why I thought you said that we were with other toys like on like some kind of shelf or we were in some kind of mm-hmm. cupboard or something like that. Yeah, so if uh, it, it seems like your your siblings are engaged though in in combat with those who've come right at them. And so the mice have have crawled up to right where you are. Interesting. And so the battle is actually currently taking place partly on the floor in front of the cupboard and partly inside the cupboard here's what I'd like to do. Is there any mouse that, that, that we're engaged with that's like below us, maybe on the ground that I can look mm-hmm. down on? Yeah, mouse three. Okay. What I'd like to do, and tell me if this is too much, um, if it's too much world building or, or, or whatnot, but I mentioned earlier that there was a bunch of scattered bowls of hard candies everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know that they are kept up and higher to reach places. And so what I'd like to do with a nearby one is I want to, I want, I'd like to like push a bowl, a glass bowl over with these hard candies to try and drop it on one of them and crush them. And even if it misses, I'm hoping there can be some kind of equivalent of like a ball bearings kind of effect on the ground of all these like round hard <laughs> okay. candies that might be something that would make these things trip or just stumble. I mean, I guess yeah. it could happen to also our, our allies too. <laughs> But yeah, you're going to make it difficult terrain down there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hard candy terrain. So first of all, trying to drop it, the weight, cr- trying to crush one of them. And then after that, just difficult terrain. Yeah. And you, you even just glancing to the side uh, in the deeper recesses of this cupboard, you see that your mother must have stored some of the food uh, that didn't need to be put into a, a cooler or uh, any refrigerated area, um, but could stay out overnight to kind of nibble on the following day. And so you see kind of a mini spread of apples, chocolates, oranges. You even see a covered bowl of cider, um, some candied ginger and other wrapped hard candies, nuts, peaches, breadcrumbs, acorns, lemons, and then smatterings of powdered sugar. 
all signs of perhaps what you you know to be it must have been a a late night uh, for the adults and so a very quick cleanup put off for a deeper clean in the morning but yeah i'm gonna say you do that okay you, you i was that hoping that i was hoping you just said that they were wrapped hard candies i was hoping it was a kind of a hard candy where it's like i'm gonna dip my hand in there like at the bar and just grab some hard candy that would be the candy ginger yes okay um, so that, that way they're more loose air. I'm hoping mm-hmm. for more loose kind of to- things that can kind of spread on the floor and that they can uh... roll a D100. Ooh. It's going to determine that's going to determine the state of the floor. Interesting. Holy shit. Do that again. I rolled a 6 and a 10. So I believe that means 70. Yeah. Um, so with that said, you, then you, what you would say that with a 70, um, you're able to kind of see where most of the fighting is thickest with mice there. Um, and as few of the regiments belonging to Nutcracker as possible. And so you tip it over and you even tip the bowl in such a way that it spins over and over and then clatters on top of one of the mice who was about to chomp down on one of the soldiers belonging to Fritz and uh, knocks it completely out. And so, yes, the floor is now considered to be hard terrain or difficult terrain. And so people going across it uh, will basically need to double their movements. So um, if your typical movement, say, is is 30 feet, right, You, you would you would only be able to do 15 feet um, on there. So, yeah, I would say it's half movement. Uh, but also, in some areas where the candy and ginger did go down, people will need to, in that 30% of the area, so since you rolled a 70, 30% of the area is very uh, sticky now, and so they'll need to do a strength-saving throw to see that they can like not get stuck in that area. So did I did I take out any of the ones that we were fighting, or did I take out one in a different group that wasn't even like fighting us? No, you weren't one fighting, but the ones that are down there that would be Mouse Three and the Mouse King, as well as Nutcracker, okay. um, will be in that harder terrain area. So you might be able to catch some of them. So it's kind of a candy infused hold person, <laughs> which might be nice. Can I, on that, I don't know if I've used all my movement, but I'm able to like kind of hide behind something so no one can see me? Yeah. Go ahead and roll stealth. Oh my gosh. Uh, seven. Whoa. I rolled a and two. You're, you're, <laughs> I haven't rolled higher than a seven all night. You, you, uh, you kind of hide behind a, a cannon, so one of Fritz's toy cannons, uh, and it's, it's a perfect cover until one of the soldiers takes it and rolls it away <laughs> to use just in that, that moment. I like it. Uh, Mouse 3 is in that difficult terrain area where he's going to need to do a strength saving throw, and so let me do one for that mouse. And he saves, so he's able to pick his way across. Uh, and he's going to use his full movement to climb up into the cupboard uh, and get to right where you are. And he's going to slash at you, Louise. That is a six versus AC. So let me guess. That does not It does hit. not. It does not yeah. hit. Okay. Great. Uh, but he's going to be right there up in your face. 
Okay. And now it's finally uh, Jaboy Nutcracker's uh, thing. So he, he's going to uh, grab that silver sword, and first he's going to lean back and letting out this rallying cry. Uh, you see him basically shout orders at the those bearing arms around him and all seem to take their positions on the floor in some sort of formation as if it has been done time and time again. And so now regiment after regiment march past the nutcracker with flying colors and martial music and then they stand at attention just across from him awaiting with very practiced patience in the midst of the melee. And before them all finally rattle Fritz's cannon, surrounded by the gunners. And in a few moments, you hear them boom, and soon you see the sugar bullets playing havoc among the mice. Especially noticeable and shooting from Mother's footstool is a battery which shoots honey cakes into the mice, scattering and bowling them over. And uh, taking that silver sword that he holds aloft, he slashes it downwards toward this mouse king. That is an 18 to hit, and he does hit. Woohoo! All right. All right. Let's roll some uh, beautiful damage right here. Okay, that's four slashing damage. See, it has seven heads. Mm hmm. Creepy. The Mask King takes this, and he is going to just howl in consternation and uh, using just like he opens like one of his claws and just the, the these elongated knives basically that are his his claws he he swipes um straight at the head of the nutcracker uh and he's going to try and deal a slashing blow oh boy 18 okay mm. uh ty goes to the runner so he hits him at with an 18 uh, and so let's do some damage. So he's going to hit him for 10 damage. Ooh. And you see some more, uh, just uh, that, that little bit that he, the Nutcracker had been able to patch up, just kind of comes undone and the, the jaw once unhinged again. So uh, there are going to be no verbal components coming from this guy. Uh, during this time because he is unable to speak. All right, Mouse One, uh, who is in front of you, Marie, um, is going to attack again. And that is five versus AC. Um, that is not does, hit. Does not hit. Sorry. I like to act as if it's like a ba- waiting with bated breath of what's happening here. Uh, all right, uh, Fritz, you're up. You got... One mouse in front of Marie, one mouse in front of Louise, and you have another uh, standing very menacingly uh, in front of the Nutcracker, uh, who looks very, very worse for wear. I, um, Fritz loves battles. He loves strategy. He's going to run over to the Nutcracker and try to give him some backup. And also try to get a scoop on the rest of the battle to see if he can help direct it a little bit. He's very excited to be a helpful little boy, and he loves battles. Great. Uh, since this is in his wheelhouse, uh, 
Let's have him roll perception. Fifteen. With fifteen, you see a few things uh, that are uh, just within reaching distance. You see um, the the cannon itself uh, that had been just fired. There's another one that is unmanned currently. Uh, you also see a handheld battering ram that has been dropped by one of the shol- uh, soldiers right near you. Um, and you also see a potential opening um, as the Mouse King has all of his fury centered on the Nutcracker. Noticing that the Rat King is kind of distracted, I run over and grab the cannon and try to take aim. Let's do this. Let's do this cannon. Now, with your specialties, you're going to roll plus your proficiency. So roll a d20 and add a plus two. That's 13. Okay. Uh, let's roll um, Roll 8d10 for me. Whoa. What you mean 8d10? 8d10. It's like a fucking fireball. Mm-hmm. Now, what's cool about this is that this, you could tell like one of the soldiers has already um, prepared so this, dice. but if you ever want to use it again, you have to use one of your turns to prepare it and then the next turn to fire it. But this okay. one has already been prepared for you. But yeah. Okay. That's 38 damage. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Let me do some quick math. <laughs> okay. Here's what you notice as you fire this cannon. It blasts through um, this, this Rat King's shoulder to the point that you take off three of the heads. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Now, what I'm going to tell you is that uh, since you, you, you had that, for every 10 HP that you take off this guy, uh, one of the heads is going to go away. And every time a head goes away, one of his cool moves that he can do goes away. Oh. Um, so you're going to, of course, decide that by chance, Aaron. Um, so I'm going to have you roll for me All right. a D6 um, to decide what the first thing that gets taken away is. That's a one. One. Okay. So you're going to take away his blood fury, um, which while he had it, he could have chosen to use it. Um, that's where he deals some extra necrotic damage. Um, all right, roll that d6 again. See what the second head um, takes away. Six. That same shoulder was attached to the arm holding a, a sword as well. And you have knocked the sword out of the rat king, or sorry, the mouse king's uh, hand. And so the sword clatters away. So that takes out a very powerful sword. And three. And you took away his multi-attack since you have rendered one of his arms pretty much useless. Nice. Yes. Huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fritz, man. Look at our little arc, man. I love battle. <laughs> Says the five-year-old. And lucid dreams. <laughs> That's right. This is all a dream. None of it counts. <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, your master of... Christmas revels. Uh, I'm here at the break to say, hey, uh, I hope that you're having a lovely holiday season um, here at the beginning of winter. So happy wintertide uh, and happy Yuletide. Uh, and really, this is this is our second annual kind of Christmas themed one shot. And this time coming at you from the the novella uh the the shorter easier read which i highly recommend uh the nutcracker prince uh and anyways uh i hope that you're you're having fun with this kind of one off here um so i'm here for a few things okay first and foremost hi we love you we're happy you're here um you guys mean the world to us and i think it's it's well worth me mentioning that almost every time i'm here at the break because we absolutely love seeing you guys here and second um we really appreciate it when you guys reach out to us so i invite you to do that you can reach out to us individually and personally um through our website omamam.com or just straight to email um omamam at at com. You can also publicly just share your love out to the world as well and help us as a little indie podcast. And in return, I will read your words right back at you. And so today I have a new one for you. Uh, This one comes from h.jpg. And they said, listen to this podcast stat. The humor, story writing, characters, themes, etc. of this podcast are simultaneously to die and to live for. I love listening to this. Everyone is funny, but there are serious points too that are handled excellently. This DM is super skilled and creative and will make you want to read these classic tales. I highly recommend and cannot praise this story enough. Penny is my favorite character, by the way. Sorry, Birdie and Awen. You are great too, though. Thank you so much, H.JPEG. I really appreciate your words. So so do Aaron and Adam and Kimmy. You guys are the lifeblood of this. And so for you to take a couple moments to just not only hit as many stars or whatever other moniker where you ever listen to to give us a rating, but also then to go beyond that and drop a few lines as to what you enjoy about this um, is wonderful. Food for the soul for us, but also helps other people maybe stop by and join you on this journey. Uh, so this is our uh, holiday special, so meaning we are going to be on a little hiatus for the holidays, and we'll see you uh, in about a month or so. Most likely we'll see you in February and take January off. Uh, but with that said, uh, in the meantime, if you want to talk to us on a more regular basis, um, on the daily, really, you're welcome to join the Omemem fam. Um, so if you go into our Patreon and join us, and uh, you'll have some access to some pretty cool stuff. In addition to our private Discord, um, you can get after shows. Uh, you can get bonus content. There's, there's so much there. So anyways, 
go check that out. You can gift it to yourself for this new year. Um, and really, we look forward to seeing you in the next round when we pick up with the next and third challenge in the Dorian Gray adventure. Until then, we love you, we see you, we appreciate you. Now, that's enough of me. Let's get back to the show, shall we? Marie, uh, you have a mouse who is uh, within striking distance for you, so within melee range, within five feet. Uh, but you just your your attention was immediately drawn to your your brother, this this cat version of your brother who has fired uh, in a very expert way a, a cannon straight at one side of the mouse king, rendering part of him useless. So this this guy is not looking good. He is bloodied. So you have a mouse in front of you and you have the bloodied Mouse King as well. How far away am I from the Nutcracker? Am I able Probably to get there within five a turn? Feet, you're, you're also within melee range from him. I mean, he's, he's kind of like a, especially for you, he's like two steps away for you. But then, if you are to move towards him, you will be taking an opportunity attack from the mouse who's directly in front of you as well. Well, I will say... Uh, um, Marie sees, uh, saw the hit to the nutcracker and was horrified to see her nutcracker get damaged again. So she turns to the mouse that is directly in front of her and from somewhere deep inside, her frustration and her fear and anxiety bursts forward and she casts prestidigitation. Um, and a shower of sparks flies between her and the mouse, distracting it long enough where she can run to the nutcracker. Um, and you could tell me how much I can fit in this turn, but she wants to run to the nutcracker um, to be able to help to do a medicine check on him, which might be the next turn. That will be the next turn. But yeah, okay. you're, you're able to, I mean, I love that like little flourish there. Yeah, you do not take an opportunity attack. And so you're able to maneuver around this mouse and make it straight to the nutcracker side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Louise, you've got, uh, you're, you're in the cupboard and you've got a mouse in there with you. Get the, the, the rope or that, you know, the hanging rope of, of my ornament part. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to try and finagle that around the mouse's like neck okay and yes. i want to try and like grapple it and maybe try and choke it out or, try, or i just want to see if i i guess do i need to see if i successfully do that first before i try and do other stuff yeah we'll need to do a, a contested strength here okay i don't have to, to, I, don't have to I don't have to aim to like try and get it on there it's just more just like strength to do it I mean, well, yeah, let's, let's see, because that might influence exactly how this goes. So roll athletics first. Okay. Let's see if I can get something decent. All right, finally, 24. You're able to do this where I will give you advantage on your strength check. You have, you've looped your satin ribbon around this mouse's neck in such a way that you're able to get behind him and, and pull at an angle that will put him at disadvantage for struggling against it. Okay, so we're rolling contested. I have advantage on strength now. Yeah, you have advantage on strength. Oh, come on. You have to beat a nine. Ooh, I got an <laughs> unnatural 20. Okay. 
You do so, that. Uh, okay, so this, here's, this mouse is grappled. So here's what I want to do. I want to try and, since I'm used to this in my dreams when I'm riding Ladyfingers, my, my horse that I always dream about, I'm going to try and get on the back of this mouse and try and ride it like a, like a horse. I want to hang on the back and, and hang on to it while I'm also like choking it. And I'm just, I'm just like hanging on like a bucking bronco. Oh my God. Uh, take inspiration. That's great. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, your, your last check that I'm going to have for this, because yes, I'm fine with this happening, um, is the equivalent of animal handling. <laughs> so, what does that fall under? Wisdom? God, I think it's wisdom. Let me double check. I do not have that. Yeah, wisdom. Oh, it's a natural 20. Oh, dang. Yeah, you do it. In fact, you do it so well um, that you're able to, like, control where this thing goes. So I'm going to let you two, like, you, you can, where are you going to go? Where are you going to take this thing? If you'll allow this on one turn, I'm going to try and steer it to the, to the ledge to jump off. Because I didn't get to do this earlier with my own younger sibling. I didn't get to fall on it uh, for my falling damage uh, as, my, as my fluffy pillow. So I want to try and just take this thing off Thelma and Louise style off the ledge. And I want to try and, and just land. Thelma and I wanna, Louise style. I want to land on I don't know if that's an apt analogy. But I want to ride this thing off the ledge and try and uh, land on it. As it goes splat, I want to... Have its cushy body break my fall. <laughs> God, with that nat 20, I want to make this happen. Let's Yay. do it. Roll a 1d6 <laughs> for the falling damage. For myself or for the mouse? For the mouse. Oh, it's only a one. <laughs> but I'm still choking it. I'm still holding on to it and choking it. Okay, great. Yeah, it, it has now taken one falling damage or one bludgeoning. Okay. It's going to try and break free cool. of of this now since it's uh, it's it's turn. So once again, it's going to do uh, a contested one. But you you keep it as is. Uh, I have to do disadvantage this time around. So okay, so my one number against your disadvantage. Yeah. Seven. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, it is still stuck, and so it it's just. You can see it just it like pushing against it, and moving around. but the, yeah. And, and the movements just start to become a little bit more stilted as time goes on. Okay. The nutcracker at this point, uh, had, had fallen kind of to one knee and warily, like just, sorry, blearily like stands up. Um, and Marie kind of at this height, um, he's, he's about to your shoulders at his height. Okay. Um, where he is now. Um, and you see him roll his shoulders back. Here's a question for you guys. Can you cast haste on yourself? Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a, cause sure. It's like you, every time it's like, choose a willing creature. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm yeah. Willing you myself. are Great. very willing. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, but hang on. Yes, you can cast haste on yourself on a quick Google search. Yeah, I'm looking at... And then the components for V, is that vocal? Say it again. V, yeah. Is, oh. is V vocal? Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, is that the Nutcracker? The, the Nutcracker has no you vocal You can't do components. anything that's vocal. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you think the V stood for? Visual. Uh, <laughs> he has to have a visual. He can't be, he can't be blind. <laughs> he has to see it. Okay. 
you see him roll his shoulders back, Marie, and then placing his, he kind of places his sword back in its scabbard and putting his hands kind of on his shoulders, closes his eyes and breathes in. And to your astonishment, you see intangible and invulnerable uh, this kind of almost translucent 30-foot cube stretches out around him and then tightens so it's just like within the two of you and and not covering the mouse king um, just mere feet away. And inside this tiny cube, um, you start to see pouring out of the walls these miniature toy soldiers who clank around and um, they start to crawl up, like just kind of like march up his body and they make it to his, his jaw and then they, they tinker away and set it right. And then it's like new and then it slowly dissipates. Um, you are now at full health, Marie, and so right. is our nutcracker. So what he just did um, was is called Clockwork Cavalcade, which can only be done once per long rest, and that was it. Um, but what it does, it, it restores HP and then also any damaged objects and people, um, so it, including constructs, are repaired instantly. It's a pretty cool thing. Thank you, Tasha's Cauldron. So our Nutcracker is now at full health and has his verbal back, and so he, you see him roll his jaw Unlike before. Well, glad that's over. Uh, Marie, was it? Shall we get to work? And he brandishes the sword once more, and then um, hitting it against like his his wooden chest plate taunts the Mouse King to come to him and not you. And the Mouse King does that ju- just so, just this this dark glint shines from his eye and he looks briefly at you fritz with this fury um but taunted forth it's like he's drawn to this this flame of of not just rivalry but inner vengeance towards this nutcracker and uh rushes him once more seeing him at full health seeing him fully repaired um and he swipes he swipes down uh with his Claws and 13, 14 to hit, and does not do so. Um, and so, kind of as this, this bonus action, he's going to shove the try to attempt to shove the nutcracker onto the, the hardened candy surface, hoping to stick him there with the candy ginger that you put there, Louise. Oh no, it's backfiring! So a, it's backfiring. <laughs> so, we're gonna do a quick contested strength. And he does so. Um, so the nutcracker is now on his back, oh, attached to a partially kind of like glommed onto the floor candy ginger um, and stuck there. Seeing this happen, uh, Mouse One is going to run at Nutcracker and take advantage of this. And so he's going to attack with advantage against Nutcracker. Noise. Uh, and that's going to be a hit. That is five slashing damage. 
Fritz, you see this. You see the nutcracker stuck on the on the floor uh, to one of these candies. You saw him just uh, take a nice swipe uh, that just goes straight down the front, knocking off one of those brass buttons. What do you do? I'm going to... I think Fritz, Fritz runs up, I think, and tries to assist the nutcracker in getting loose. So uh, how you can assist him is that you and I are both going to roll strength. And if the two of our rolls go over 20, he's up. Okay. So Nutcracker just rolled an 18. So you really... Uh, I rolled an 8. Okay, great. That's over 20. So yeah, you're able to like pluck him out of this goop. uh, And he is completely functional. Although maybe a little messy on the back. Uh, are there any just simple actions you want to take? Uh, anything you want can to look I, around for? Yeah, I want to see around, like around me, like what's nearby that I can leverage, like weapon wise. Great. Yeah, you still have that. Um, you still know that there's the nearby um, battering ram. Yeah, uh, and you have the cannon itself um, that just it takes one turn to to load, so you can get someone to help you. Um, it could be one of your PCs. It could be a nearby soldier that you can convince to come over and help you. Um, you uh, also see a, you don't really have. I, I'm not going to have you roll for this. The the only other things that like originally are around you that might catch your eye are um, you see playing cards on the mats. You see. Uh, your father's wallet on the armchair. You see a newer bottle of perfume that your mother had gotten, the size of a large barrel to you, um, kind of placed daintily on the floor. Um, and really, that's what catches your eye really quickly in the maelstrom. Oh, and no, you also hear the wickering of a, of a horse, a, a chestnut horse um, in the midst of the battle. That's right. Unmanned right now. I I yell over for one of my one of my like wooden comrades to assist me um, as I uh, as I end my turn in loading my weapon. As their general, they recognize your voice almost magically, and uh, it it immediately begins to march over to the cannon, and it loads it, readying it for another blow. Marie. You see, you, you feel like better than ever. Uh, those scratches that you got earlier are completely gone. Nutcracker um, was at full health, not so much anymore, um, but has been unstuck by your brother. You have the Mouse King here and then uh, two other mice in your vicinity. What do you want to do? Am I able to tell, like, how bad a shape the Nutcracker is? Uh, you can do a medicine check to know that. Yes. And I can use, okay, here's what I don't understand about medicine checks. Can medicine checks be used as like a healing action or no? It's just to understand. Both. So when I use my ribbon. Yeah, you can do it to, to stabilize someone. Um, say they get down to zero HP and you can use a medicine check to basically patch them up to one HP. Um, but you can also use it to understand uh, anything to do with health. <laughs> so understanding the severity of, of uh pain the severity of injuries you can use that to your advantage as well i'm gonna hold off on that um marie takes her ribbon she has on her doll dress and she ties it around 
uh, Godfather Drosselmeyer's books of stories and like old timey movies, like, you know, where you had like a kind of like a belt thing mm-hmm. around books. She does that and then she's going to whip it around her head and she's going to swing it to smash the rat, the mouse king in the head. Great. So that is, okay, you're kind of like, you don't have to use uh, your melee to hit this. Instead, you would be using your dex. Yeah. And so that is a plus six to hit. Ooh. If you use the stats of this weapon. Great. Well, I got a nat 20, so it doesn't even matter. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you're going to roll 2d6, and then we'll double that. Eight. Is that two d six? Yeah, I did two. I got a one and a four, and so I'm doubling it. Two and eight. Wait, nice. well, one and four. That'd be a five. So that's ten. No, ten damage. No, I, I got a one and then a sorry. I got a one and then a three. Oh, sorry. I ha I did it right. I just didn't say it right. Gotcha. <laughs> I was right. Uh, you you do that, and you it knocks one of the heads completely off. Just. <sighs> swoosh uh go ahead and roll uh let's see what's remaining for this this guy uh roll a two three roll a roll a d4 let's see what what i got a ability you take great you uh you see some of his armor also falls off and and upon closer look you see it's made of like other bits and bobs of of mice as well, almost like this is called a swarm armor, oh. um, and so it takes away his higher AC, leaving him very vulnerable. Um, his, so his AC has gone down drastically, Ooh. making him easier to hit. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and he is not looking good, you guys. He's he's and he is very very angry. Sick. Louise, what do you want to do? What's your idea? You're still riding on this one mouse, uh, so you've you've got a mount, a mounted steed. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that I am, and to put it uh, lightly, <laughs> that the mouse's life has ended because I think every turn is about six seconds, right? And it's been about eight turns, so it's thing. This thing's been choking for like um, forty eight seconds or something like that. Uh, yes, constitution is low enough, so this thing is out. Okay. When uh, I see that this thing is like slowed down and has, for all I know, just asleep, maybe dead, um, I unwrap my wire around it and I want to sneak up behind the Rat King while it is, you know, looking at the Nutcracker, focusing on the Nutcracker, just took a blow from my sister and also fighting Fritz. Uh, While its back is turned to me, I want to, I start thinking about as much as i hate cats i think i'm just thinking and thinking about how much one would really benefit (laughs) us right now and i'm just thinking about it so much and as i'm thinking about it i feel my body starting to move and i start to kind of grow and gain fur and a tail and i don't know what's happening but What's happening is mechanically is I'm using disguise self, which is what you've given me. And I don't know exactly if this exactly works to the T of the rules of disguise self, but I'm a toy and you know, whatever. (laughs) If you work with me, I'd like to turn into like a, 
a, a, a Maine Coon, like a large cat, a large orange Ooh, Maine yes. Coon. And I want to come up behind the Rat King and cast like a shadow on Ooh, it. And I want, good. I want mm-hmm. to, with my fangs sticking out and feeling horrible because I hate cats, uh, I want to have my, fa- my, ta- my fangs sticking out and I want to let the loudest like hiss sound. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to intimidate the, 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 the Rat King, the Mouse King. But I'm also trying to distract it and flank it so that way everyone else can have some hits on it uh, while it's distracted. Roll intimidation. Roll intimidation. Oh, nat 20. Oh, yes. Yes. Not only do you do that, let's roll some psychic damage. Oh, shit. Because this guy is, is feeling fear. Uh, I want you to roll a 1d10. Ooh, nine. You scared the living shit out of it so badly out of this out of this mouse king that one of the one, <laughs> one of the heads just like faints. <laughs> um faints dead away. <laughs> um uh so roll a uh roll a D four. Maybe if my hiss is loud enough too, maybe I can just scare off the other the other mice. <laughs> oh come on. A two. Okay. Its strength has gone away, which will affect its melee weapon attack. Uh so there's only really one yeah, there's one head that is still attached and awake. <laughs> and so point. while I while I have its full attention, I think I'm just trying to stare it down and, and terrify it so that way you know, Nutcracker coming up next um, and, and my siblings can have a, hopefully a chance to really take it down. Great. Yes, uh, Nutcracker here, uh, seeing this, this opening, is going to take his, his blade and he's going to strike true or attempt to strike true. Is there any advantage with flanking and being distracted (laughs) okay great there is which is nice that you said that that is a 19 to attack that does hit yes and with one clean swipe of his blade he brings it across the shoulders and beheads the remaining two and heavily just as a falling boulder the mouse king's body just crumples down at your feet, Louise. Mm. And mm. seeing their monarch, their pretender to the throne, downed uh, by the the four of you, any remaining mice still in this battle immediately flee and make it for the the nearest cracks, um, never to be seen again. That's right. Yes. You, yes. Oh, well done, Louise. I immediately turn back out of the cat. Ugh. Oh, I hate cats, but I guess I hate seven-headed rats even worse. That rat was horrible. Ugh. Oh, you were so brave. Mouse. You all were so brave. I think we, we all deserve to sit at the adult table, the big kid table, next time. Um, 
Marie turns to the Nutcracker and immediately says, Nutcracker, how are you? How? Uh, speak, please. Swiftly with one motion, he, you know, he just puts his sword away and kneeling on one knee, he says to the three of you, you are the ones who gave me the courage of a knight and the strength of my arms to subdue this insolent fellow. Wait, this doesn't sound like, like Jimmy Stewart. Oh no, that's when uh, it was all broken, you see. Oh, I was hoping he always sounded like that. <laughs> you want him to sound like that? Yes. Is, do you prefer that I How sound like the other way? Louise, do you, do you want me to sound differently? <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, Louise, since you helped me <laughs> defeat this, I'll talk how I once was. And you see him kind of like dis- dislodge his jaw. Oh, I didn't want him to do again. that. I was just hoping he would sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> Conquered, the treacherous Mouse King is now destroyed. Will you accept from the hand of your devoted knight... Yours until death, you three, the proof of victory. And with this, the nutcracker slips from his arm the seven golden crowns of the Mouse King and hands them to you, Louise, utter delight showing in his features. Oh, that, thanks. Uh, what, what does this mean? This means that I'm sorry, Louise. This is the voice you prefer. Let me try again. And he, the, the jaw that had gone back into place, well, I don't he want slips you to out hurt again. yourself, but I do like oh, that it's voice. It's worth it, the pain just to see, just to see the smile on your face. Uh, it means that the nightmare, the dream, the reality, however you choose to look at this, is almost over. You're going to need this. And he takes from his back pocket a simple, average-side golden nut. This is the Krakatuk nut. If I crack it, give it to you, you'll wake up and this will be nothing more than a weird memory. But because of you, I was able to regain my original seat. And perhaps next Christmas, when this all opens up again, you can come visit me in the land of dolls. And with that, he deftly like puts it between his, his wooden teeth and pulling on the lever of his, his hind um, braid, he cracks the nut open and a small, like just shimmering magic comes out of it. And he gives each of you a piece of this Krakatuk nut. Promise me you won't forget. I look over. At, um, I look over at Louise and I say, Sister, sister, we are saved. This is the Krakatut nut. I, I, I thought I wanted nothing more than to forget this, but this has been pretty magical. And I think this is something I would like to remember. How about you, Marie? Oh, I don't think I could ever forget. I'm so glad you all agree. Especially you, Louise. Growing up isn't all it's cracked up to be, is it? Good, good use of the word crack. I, I see it. I see <laughs> I it there. It totally on purpose, not an accident at all. Well, that's going to be a big thing. There's something about children and their imagination, and when you try to lose it too quick, it's harder to see us. It's harder to come and visit our world. So remember... Even when you think it's a dream, 
As he continues to, to talk, it seems to you while continuing to listen to his story and his description of the land of dolls, the honey river, and the sugar cookie village, his words fade away into the distance, and you see, each of you, a silver gauze, like thin fog clouds rising in the air in which the princesses, pages, nutcracker, yes, even yourselves are floating. You can hear a strange singing, buzzing, and chirping, which grows less and less. And then, as if in a cloud, you are going higher, higher, and higher, higher, and higher, until you each wake up in your own beds, and it's Christmas morning. And the next morning, you excitedly tell one another and relay to each other the same exact stories, the same exact experience. And then relaying these same things to your parents and even Godfather Drosselmeyer, who has stayed the night there. Your parents dismiss this as nothing more than childish fancies. And Godfather Drosselmeyer charges you very sternly to not speak of such things, but then winks at each of you in turn, saying, next year, in a quick whisper. But then agrees very quickly with your parents that perhaps, yes, it is nothing more than a dream. For yes... In the Merry Christmas time, children do dream wonderful things. And beautiful dreams are also fairy tales, as is this one of the Nutcracker and the Mouse King. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago. A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my god, Quantum! He could kill himself! Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no! But yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Ta-da. Superhuman Public Radio. Super. Human stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.